This is the Youpreneur FM podcast, where each week we bring you the strategies and resources you need to build, market and monetize a profitable, future-proof business around your knowledge and expertise. And now, here's your host, international business mentor and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Ah, yes. Hello there, my friends, and welcome to episode number 397 of the Youpreneur FM podcast. I hope you're doing very, very well, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. As I often say, as I kick off these episodes, I appreciate you tuning in. You could be listening to anyone right now. You're listening to me and very soon from now, an amazing guest for you. Got a great show lined up. But before we get into that, I just want to say a very quick thank you to each and every single one of you who have reviewed the show recently on iTunes. There's been a lot of you sending in reviews. And yes, I do give out little bonuses to people for doing that from time to time. So if you want to go ahead and review, you can head over to chrisducker.com forward slash iTunes and go ahead and just tweet me or send me a DM or reach out, you know, smoke signals, your big boys and girls, you'll be able to figure it out. Get me a copy of the review and I'll get you something special in your inbox because I'm nice like that. Today, I sit down and speak with my very good friend, Neen James, the author of Attention Pays and so much more goodness that she brings into the world. Neen has actually been on the show before, but I thought I'd bring her on to talk all about how she has handled everything that's happened this year. Oh yes, 2020, the year that we wish never happened, but nonetheless, it is still going on. And as you know, a full-time, very well-paid keynote speaker, she's used to traveling around the world and doing what she does on stages, like with real like humans in the audience. But now things are obviously switched up a little bit and we've got to kind of figure out exactly what that looks like. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome my very, very good friend back to Youpreneur FM show. It's the beautiful Neen James. How are you, darling? G'day, gorgeous. What a treat to be back with your fabulous listeners. And I must say, I never get bored of hearing you say g'day, gorgeous. Never. <laughs> We're just going to record that as like a little hello. So every day you can be like, when you wake up in the morning, I could be like your alarm. G'day, gorgeous. <laughs> well, we joked a little bit about it before we hit record. And I said, you know, what? I'm going to make it my, you know, my text tone or something like that on my phone. <laughs> um. So look, very weird kind of year you and i have been in very solid contact with each other over the last you know three four months when this has been going on what's been the biggest change for you um as a full-time performer you know i mean this is your business model this is what you've done you've traveled the world keynoting you know very very large events what's been the biggest change for you personally throughout all of this Imagine being an extrovert who gets energized by people, whether it's a ballroom or a boardroom. And all of a sudden you're like, woohoo, now you get to play with people behind a camera in your little home in Tampa, Florida. So for mm. me, the biggest adjustment was that I was delivering to clients what they needed, but it wasn't necessarily what I wanted. And so I think making that shift that, you know, we use the word pivot all the the time. And I think pivot is, to me, that means like a focal point, like your focus of your attention. And I had to pivot personally and professionally. And so for me, the biggest adjustment was I miss hugging people. I miss 
signing people's books. I miss hearing after a speech what I said that they're able to implement. I miss the selfies. I miss so much about the physicality of what we do. There is no amount of emotional responses on Zoom or chat activity or thumbs up or high fives or whatever system people are using, whether it's Zoom or Teams. That will never replace for me that satisfaction of looking in someone's eyes and actually being able to give them a cuddle and say, I hear you, I see you, I appreciate you. That was the biggest shift for me. Yeah, for me, you know, I've often said that, you know, I like to build relationships with one of the three H's, handshakes, high fives, or hugs. So you and me Mm. are very, very similar in that regard. Same, honey. Oh, yeah. You just said it so much more eloquently. I love it. Well, okay, but let's get serious for a minute then, because I mean, your, you know, your your big keynote, the one thing that you get, you know, asked to come and perform over and over and over again, is based on also your best-selling book under the same title of Attention Pays. It's a great book for you guys tuning in. Actually, I believe it was one of my top five books of. 2020 when I did a YouTube video on this not so long ago. It was. I was so excited when you put me in that list with all those rock stars. There you go. You see, I look after you. But like, how have you, from a business perspective, and maybe we'll go back to the personal stuff in a minute because I'm curious because you also had a very big move about 18 months or so ago from over near New York, Mm -hmm. Philly area to where you are now in Florida. Um, but But let's come back to that in a bit. Like, how have you carried on getting attention or actually let me rephrase that so how have you carried on earning attention getting attention keeping attention uh, throughout all of this because that's your jab like that's what you teach other people to do so i'm curious to know how you've been doing it yourself on march 11th i stepped off stage and i just served comcast which is one of the world's largest cable operators Mm -hmm. and i was heading to the airport and philadelphia airport which is where their head office is based, was a ghost town. And I remember looking around, I was sitting at the wine bar, sipping champagne, which probably shocks you. And um, so I was sitting there having a champagne and I was thinking to myself, because the president was about to announce something major. And just before I jumped on the plane, I watched the press conference. And I remember the plane ride home, Chris, and I thought to myself, my entire world is about to change. Mm. I didn't know what that meant at the time. And then I woke up in the middle of the night. Like I remember this so clearly. And I remember waking up and thinking, I have to talk to every client tomorrow morning. And so that next day I got on the phone and I contacted everyone. And the the United States where I live was just starting to realize that maybe something was significant was happening. Every client, my question was this, what do you need? How can I help? And so as a result of, I called all my bureau partners, I called all my clientele, I do a lot of work with C-suite. So, you know, direct access, texting, I I recorded video messages for some of my CEOs, CFOs, CMOs and said, whatever you need, I'm here. And so what I chose to do with my attention was stand in service of my client. Whatever you need, let me help you. And so what that meant was, well, how that translated, Chris, was my attention shifted from how do my products and services 
serve this client to just what do they need? Like what's in my toolkit? What's in my resource? How can I help them with the decisions they have to make, the conversations they need to have with their team members? Now, how that ended up translating was I did an enormous amount of free everything. I was a guest for happy hour as a surprise guest. I was uh, jumping into team meetings. I was doing strategy sessions. I was spending 10 to 12 hours a day on Zoom. And all it was about, Chris, was his just tell me what you need and let's work out how to help you. And so my attention was very shifted. And what I did was I stopped everything on social media that maybe I thought I like, there was a lot of, I noticed a lot of people in my industry had pre-scheduled things that were dropping that made them look very tone deaf. So I said to my, um, a girl who was helping with social media, no posts unless I write them and I sign them off, nothing goes out. And Mm so what I had to do was shift the attention that I was also bringing to my brand too. So all my messaging was, what do you need? We're in this together. How can I help you? And that shift, I think, there wasn't money changing hands. Let's be super clear about this. This was all, I had gone from income to nothing. That's how I shifted my attention. Now, what I love about this is that you jumped on it so quickly. And when this all kind of kicked off, and for you guys tuning in, we'll put a link to the YouTube video that I'm talking about here on the show notes over at youpreneur.com forward slash 397. If you're not a subscriber of the channel, duh, hello, you know what to do when you visit, right? But when when this all kind of kicked off, I recorded a video about, and, and bear in mind, like, I didn't, I was, I'm an entrepreneur. Like I have businesses. So I was still figuring this stuff out as well. But there was one thing that I knew I needed to do above and beyond everything else for my clientele. And that was, I needed to be proactive and not reactive in it. And so to to hear you do the exact same thing. And honestly, quicker than I did, if I'm to be honest, like getting on it like that was, I mean, that uh, it doesn't surprise me knowing the way I know you and we've been friends for a long time now, but the fact is that is exactly what you needed to do by sending out all those messages, all those video messages as well. Like that is exactly what you needed to do. What was the reaction from clients? Total overwhelm. And what was interesting was some clients were like, oh, I I don't really know kind of what you're talking about because they were still in denial through to helping people decide whether they're going to close down a manufacturing plant in the world. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, so sure. people were like, how do I make this decision? And so I was fascinated <clears throat> with, and still am, frankly, in the heart of everything that's going on. But what was really interesting was how much they appreciated it. Right. So that was an interesting thing. And also to because of the kind of clientele I have and the seniority of the people that I'm talking to, they don't have someone objective that they can really have honest conversations with because they're answering to a board and they have an executive team. So if you think about the CEOs, CMOs, CFOs, that kind of person that I chat with, they have to make some financial decisions and some emotional decisions and they feel like they're doing it in an isolation because it's impacting the lives of so many people. And so I was also astounded at the level of vulnerability that people had. And that I think has come because I have always stood in service of my clients. I have very deep relationships with my clients, but also because I made it safe. And I think I was, there was no agenda. 
it was how do I serve you? How do I help you? That's the key to attention, right? Because attention is all about connection. Yep. And it's not about me saying, oh, I have this product you can buy. I have this book you should purchase for everyone. That stuff makes me vomit. I was watching people in our industry horrified. And yes, I was being super judgy, but I was like, mm-hmm. how can you possibly let that post? How can you be putting that on Facebook? How can you? I was astounded it's, at it's some shocking. of the behaviors. Yeah, some of the stuff people have been awful. doing is just shocking. I remember seeing, and I think that, I think I talked about this on a recent episode as an example of what not to do to market your business throughout all of this. I actually saw an advert on Facebook for a company. I can't even remember what the company was now, but it said COVID-19 special offer. <laughs> I'm just like, <gasps> what are you doing? You moronic idiots. <laughs> like literally. Vomitous. I know. Now, believe Shocking. me, I had to change some things. We definitely elevated our environment. So I did upgrade little things, my webcam, the lighting I had, you know, I put like a much sturdier flip chart in my little home studio because I'm using it with clients. And we bought a fancy camera that I'm clueless on how to use. Like we definitely had to elevate our environment for the current situation to deliver. And so I think one of the things that we had to think about too was now that the experience is different, I had to think about for the person who's on the other end of the Zoom call or the team call, how do we elevate it for them? And that includes little things like lighting and all that kind of stuff. But what I've noticed, Chris, that's been really interesting is because now we're in people's homes, the cat walks across the camera for people, their kids wander in, you know, where I used to kind of keep it together and look cute on video. I have one particular client who needs to see me sometimes at like 6.37 in the morning because of the responsibilities that she has. And I say to her now, I'm like, oh, honey, I'll be in workout gear. Like we need to have an understanding that this hair and makeup, this doesn't happen on its own. So we've had to elevate and have new agreements with people. But I feel like the conversations we're having now are so much more intimate. They're more honest. People are being more authentic because we can literally see into your home now. Yeah, yeah. And that's really interesting because part of what we do here at Youpreneur is we have our our Youpreneur incubator coaching program, which many of the people tuning in will know about. And, you know, this has fundamentally been a in-person coaching program, but now obviously we've had to take it online. And one of the real highlights, we've done two of our quarterly masterminds now via Zoom for everybody. And one of the big highlights actually is when one of the kids will come into my home office with some completely random request of some variety. Like Cassie came in not so long ago and she was like, Daddy, I need to pee. (laughs) Check (laughs) off. Great, like she wanted me to take her to the toilet. Like, you know, and and I think honestly that that's the P to P thing, that people to people connection that I talk about all the time. People are totally mm-hmm. into that now. They're more open, I think. Have you found that? Oh, sure. Are they more more open to just oh, being honey. themselves? And I also believe it's elevated the conversations we've had. Whereas historically, there might be conversations in my case, they might be around profitability, productivity, yep. you know, those type of things, which are very important conversations. Now we're actually allowing people to talk about what has happened with my clientele is they're now asking me, Neen, how do I handle overwhelm, burnout, stress, distraction? Now, to me, the answer to these things is obviously how you are managing your attention and the systems you put in place. So I know that there are ways to help them, but now what they're acknowledging at a very senior level is the impact of mental health, stress, burnout frustration. Mm -hmm. And so, and for so many people, depending on where you are listening to this in the world, 
people also had the extra responsibility of homeschooling and taking care of aged parents. And they have partners who are working on the front line and they might have immune deficiencies themselves. So now employers have to look after the total human, not just the salary number of someone who sits in a cube. They have to really think about the humanness behind it. So it's not transactional, it's intentional. And you know, I've always, always advocated for intentional intention. And that's something that I've loved about what's happened in the current situation is Not every leader does this, but some leaders have seen a number of employees rather than an individual human, and I love the humanness that this has brought about. Yeah. I mean, you say say to listen with your eyes, right? Like you got to help people Mm -hmm. listen with their eyes. And how do you think that's going to shift now that so many of these companies are going to have that work from home set up available for people. I don't think they're necessarily imposing it on everyone, but it's certainly going to be more of an option. Like it's going to be an accepted option now for big companies to have people work from home should they choose to do that. How is it going to be possible to listen with your eyes when you can't see your staff anymore when they're not in the office? And that's one of the biggest concerns my C-suite are asking me about. Mm. And if you have an old way of thinking, and an old way of thinking in my book is where the person needs to see the human in the cubicle at their computer. That's an old way of thinking, right? And there are still people who think they have to see people. That person might be sitting there playing games on their computer, but if they see them, they think they're being productive, which is old thinking. What I've been helping many of my leaders move towards is a new way of thinking that is that we need to be focused on that output, not just the visibility. So if you want people to, if you want to be able to listen with your eyes, you've got to also have trust. You've got to trust that whatever objectives you set for the output is what they're going to do. They're going to do it in a time that works for them, not works for you because Mm. they are homeschooling and taking care of aged parents and handling partners and stress. And so one thing that happened early in this, Chris, as you know, is people had what I call Zoom gloom or Zoom fatigue. They were on Zoom 10 to 12 hours uh, a day, myself yep. included, that because the problem with Zoom or team is you're looking at the camera. You can't look away because then you look bored or distracted or not engaged. And so people were literally exhausted because they had to pay attention more. Right. And so what I started doing with some of my clients was I said, and this happened like for the last two weeks, I would send them a phone number, not a Zoom link. And they would email me. They're like, mean, the Zoom link's missing. And I was like, no, (laughs) we could have a phone call. And they're like, oh, that's so good. They're so relieved not to have to look into a camera. So the listening with your eyes is important for intimate conversations, serious topics, those type of things. But maybe we need to give people a break and say, it's okay to turn off your camera. One of my CFOs from a manufacturing company, he used to be very much about everyone has to have their cameras on. Now he's like camera optional, right? Because he's giving people permission. So if if leaders want to be able to listen with their eyes more, they have to trust their team. They have to be more responsible for checking in on them mentally on how their well-being is also impacting their deliverables. And we also have to extend grace to each other more than we've ever done before. We have to be more kind and gentle with ourselves and we have to be more kind and gentle with others. Couldn't agree more with you on that. We've we've seen, you know, we've had similar struggles to deal with, obviously, with the team over in the Philippines. I think actually, I think we're going to look back on this couple of years from now and say, you know, we handled it 
very well. Like I, I've seen it up myself where it's been a number of people that are in the similar industry or this and the other, and they're not, they're not handling it well at all. They're not mm-hmm. taking care of the people at all. And here's the big things like, and I've said this a number of times, both to us, who was obviously not only my wife, but also my business partner. I said to her a hundred times, like, you know, we need to be seen to be looking after our people. Now I don't need to, mm-hmm. I don't need to force out her. She's the one driving that as a fellow Filipino herself. Mm-hmm. Right. But the fact of the matter is like, we're so in sync with that. And I think our team over there sees that as well. And they love on us yeah. even more than they usually would do. You know, that's, that's been this a pretty big realization. Right now, how people are responding and taking care of their people is what we will talk about in years to come. Because you can't control economically what's happening. You can't control environmentally what's happening. But you can help what's happening emotionally. And I feel like we need to create these safe environments for people. And that means paying attention through being kinder, being more focused on treating people as individuals within a team rather than just looking at the team. Mm-hmm. And I think when you think about the whole idea of how people have pivoted, yes, there'll be, I had to create new products. Absolutely. Yes. I did elevate my environment. And what I've realized too, is that we also, in the early days of the current situation, people were in survival mode. It was survival brain. It was like, how do I protect my health? How do I protect my family? You know, those type of things. It has taken longer than people anticipated at a global level. And so now we're, I think we're past the survival phase for the most part as employers or employees. Now we're thinking about, okay, being that this is the way that my new structure is going to be potentially for the next 12 months, what does that look like? And so I believe we need to put new systems in place to be able to make sure we take care of ourselves personally. So when I say I did a personal pivot, I also elevated my health. I really went hard into my personal fitness journey because now I'm not running between airports, using hotel gyms, you know, doing sound checks at 6 a.m., sleeping in unusual hotel rooms and eating food that's from an airport. Now I have control over those things. And so I feel like we need to be responsible for how we personally contribute, what we are going to say we're going to do every day from a productivity point of view and how we're going to take care of our health now more than ever before. So, yeah, and I see you working the heck out on Instagram as well. Like you go, <laughs> I am <laughs> man enough to admit everybody tuning in that this lady here could, she could pull up the crap out of me. Like I'm not even gonna. I'm that was a goal lie. though. Can we just talk? That took me a long time to be able to do a pull up. I used to watch people do pull ups in the gym and I would think that is the sexiest thing on the planet that you can actually lift your entire body weight. And I used to think to myself and people can't tell this from like listening. I know I sound like I'm five, but at a zero, you're much closer. And um, I'm little, right? And so I was like, how do people do that? So I set out, I set a goal in January that I wanted to do five pull-ups by my 50th birthday. And that was literally a goal. And this is the person who could not move an inch. Like I would be hanging there, like I could barely hang on to the pull-up bar. Like, Chris, this is like a thing. And I wanted to do, so I needed to do five pull-ups and 50 push-ups in a row on my right. toes. Like that was no my stopping. goal, right? Done. Check. So, but I I see people do this, but here's the thing. It's not just something you wake up one day and go, oh yeah, now I can do a pull-up, lordy. It has taken me a lot of work to do that, right? I think though, it's a really good lesson in that it's the incremental shifts we make. If you, as an entrepreneur, 
as an employer. It's those little tiny decisions you make every day to move towards something that make the impact. Now, doing a pull-up may sound like nothing to people on this call. It's like it was an obscene focus of my own, but it's incremental shifts, right? And I think during this time in the current situation, it's important to have goals because otherwise the days blur together, the days and the weekend become the same. We go on these emotional roller coasters within the same hour, not even just within the same day. We're feeling sad because we see something and we're happy something happens. And so we have a responsibility. So I would encourage people, set a goal of some kind that you know, when things change, you're going to be in a certain health situation or a certain financial situation or whatever. But do little things every day that contribute to that. I literally work on my pull-up every single day. Well, it's worked, right? Because we are. That's so funny. <laughs> Here's so the newsflash, everybody. If podcast. you work hard on your goals, you achieve them, right? Um, I'm curious to know also from a – just like from a daily productivity perspective, because you're obviously well known for your productivity, uh, you know, kind of just focus and helping people kind of get over stumbling blocks and plateaus in their productivity. Obviously, Folding Time was one of your books in regards to, I, I can't remember the subtitle now, but it was something like get twice as much twice done. twice as much in half the time. Okay, we can perfect. give that to all your listeners. I'll give you a copy of that. So you can put that in the show notes if you want. Let's oh, give everyone that. a copy of that. I love that. Yeah. Okay, good. See see what yeah. Neen does for you guys. I didn't even have to ask her for that. So what have you been doing day to day? Like what does your day look like now? And how are you staying super productive, you know, working with everybody? So I've always used a daily tracking system that I created on my own. And what I realized during this time is if I was going to elevate my personal pivot, I needed to make sure the focus of my attention was hyper-focused on all of the things I needed to achieve. So I had created a daily tracker and then I started sharing it with clients. Well, wouldn't you know everyone loves it? I'm happy to give you that. You can put that as a PDF for people here too. But what it does is it makes sure that I cover my business goals. So at the top, it says today I will, and I identify three things I must do to move my business forward. Mm -hmm. And then it has options like, not options, it's check a box. Did I meditate? Did I work out? Did I drink all my water? Did I take my vitamins? And then down the bottom of it, it says, did you read something, call someone, send a love note, post on social and promote someone. So what I'm doing is holding myself accountable. So every day I literally print this out because I love checking boxes off. I am a girl who likes to cross things up. I like to check yes. a box. Yes. And that gave me some satisfaction during the craziness. And so that's how I stay productive. I love this. And it actually, it's quite interesting because for years I've always just used a post-it note. Like I've, I've, I've always got post-it notes me in front of me. But we just yeah. literally created my one, two, three to-do list thing into like a little book marker thing. And we've get, we gave it away to mm -hmm. all of our incubator members and they loved it. And it's not it's nothing oh, like God. super – it's like one big thing, two not-so-big things. We literally call it that. And then three little things. And I, that's what I do. So I like to plan – my next day at the end of my current day. So I will complete that now as like a little bookmarker sized piece of paper. And we had a load, print, load printed and sent them out to everybody. But they loved it. And I was like, this is not, like this is. Because it's a system. But here's the thing. It's not game changing, but it's game changing. Like it's the weirdest little thing that I've done for donkey's years. And now everybody else is doing it within the community. I'm loving we it We want too. to know that something we did today mattered. Yes, 
And so what this does is gives us a sense of satisfaction. And so you've heard me say this in the past. I believe systems create freedom. So if you can create a system of what makes you feel satisfied each day, it's going to give you momentum for the next day. So there are days, believe me, where I might be on the Corona coaster, my friend Erin calls it, like the emotional roller coaster that is the current situation. Um, And then I look at this and go, well, you still haven't done these things. So before the day ends, you got to get it together, girlfriend. And so what this is, is just a system. So whatever system works for you, find a system that would allow you to feel like, okay, I can do this. And the reason I say systems create freedom is because they free up the valuable real estate in your brain to focus on moving your business forward to achieving your goals. But if if you don't have anyone to, because entrepreneurs, one of the challenges is it can be very lonely as you talk about, but also too, we only have accountability to ourself and this is just a system to help you be accountable to yourself. Another accountability system I have is I have an accountability partner by the name of Tamsin and Tamsin and I have been accountability partners for many, many years. Every Monday I send her my goals and every Friday I send her an update. My goals are personal and professional, everything I commit to do that week. And this level of email, like sometimes Thursday night, Chris, I'm like scrambling like a lunatic to get stuff done because I told her I'd do it. And so I always believe that public accountability drives private accountability. And so as an entrepreneur, things like the incubator and having another group of people that you are accountable to is really powerful. So for people listening, get yourself involved in the programs Chris is talking about because they will heighten your accountability. Therefore, they'll heighten your profitability. I believe those things. I couldn't agree more with you. And we actually had someone on, on our last mastermind call when we were doing our wrap up kind of everybody shares their wins and their biggest takeaways and their plans and stuff like that. And somebody said, you know, the big thing for me was that I realized that I don't need any more content. Like I don't need to consume Mm. any more content. All I need is this group to hold me accountable and to give me the support I need to continue to to build my business. And that was a major uh, wake up call, I think for pretty much everybody that was on that call, myself included, because you know, I mean, we're all consumers of content, whether it's, you know, in a, in a very kind of subconscious passive manner by scrolling through Instagram or whether we're actually, you know, subscribed to newsletters and things like that. Like we actually really, we honestly truly don't need any more content. We just need to focus on the people that we want to serve. And I think that's a major takeaway for everybody. I think, too, we pay for accountability, right? The reason I pay JJ, who is my trainer, and I train with her by FaceTime, and i it's the one expense I didn't let go during the current situation sure. because I know I have to show up. I know I have to work hard. I know I'll get a really hard workout in with her one-on-one. So I feel like when we pay for accountability through having a coach, through having a trainer, whatever it is, we're going to show up. And sometimes we don't even want to show up for ourselves. It's because we said we would. And I I could go watch her videos on YouTube, by the way. I could go do a ride with her on Peloton On Demand. But showing up for yourself by paying for accountability is one of the best investments you'll make. And also, too, what I find really interesting is, and obviously I coach people like you do as well, is people are paying for the accountability because they told me they're going to do something. They don't want to let me down, even though they might want to let themselves down, but as the person they're being paid 
to be accountable too. So it's this fascinating dynamic we have as humans and entrepreneurs. We need that level of accountability because we have ideas until the cows come home. We are awesome at our ideation. We have fantastic ideas, but we don't always implement them. And that's why things like your incubator, that's why things like the Youpreneur Summit and all of these tools that you provide people are so powerful because you're giving them frameworks for implementation. That's really, really cool. Indeed. I've loved this conversation so much. Now, you guys tuning in, you you were going to meet Mean in London this year on that stage at the Her Majesty's Convention Center. Unfortunately, the summit's not going ahead, as we all know, but you can find out more about Neen by checking her out at neenjames.com, getting her books, watching her videos, doing all that fun stuff. And we will bring her to You are coming to London. I just want to clarify that. Oh, you better believe it, honey. We have a champagne date to honor. We're going to make that happen. It's going to be so good. Um, Thank you, darling, for spending time with me and the peeps today. Really appreciate it. You're a diamond, and uh, I can't wait to be able to give you that handshake, a hug, and a high five. We're going to do it all very soon. Oh, it's been a privilege. I can't wait. We're going to have so much fun. We are. Okay, you guys tuning in. Show notes, links, youpano.com forward slash 397. Go check out all the good stuff and say hi to Neen on Instagram and everywhere else as well. I'll be back at you again next week with another episode of the show. Until then, take very good care of yourself and each other. I'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Youpreneur FM. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, why not head over to our official website at youpreneur.com to access all our tools and resources essential to building, marketing, and monetizing a future-proof business based around your expertise. We'll see you next time.